Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. Welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Jared the Dark Jedi Bachman Stubbs. And joining me, as always, is one, Connor Chikiti. What's up, everybody? We got Black Leader, Travis Grossman, over here. Howdy, howdy. And reintroducing to the Dewback Discussion canon, the maker, the founding father... The Dubak Don himself, Grand Admiral T.J. Bowser. Hello, hello, everybody. It is my return to Star Wars podcasting. It's still yes. my fucking show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm territorial over this now. I don't. I, it's my baby. I want to hold it and keep it safe. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, schedules lined up remarkably well. We're shifting around the time when we record for Dewback Discussion. And it opened up the opportunity for TJ to maybe be able to hop onto an episode. Yep, here I am. Yeah, because uh, a little peek behind the curtain for those of you at home. Dewback Discussion and Gorn Moore at this point are recorded at the same exact fucking time. Yeah. So, so like, while Gorn Moore's being recorded, Dewback is being recorded. And there have been a couple times where I've like asked TJ if he wanted to come on, and it's not been in the cards. And he, you even asked me to come do an episode. You either Wicked Wednesday or Gorm, or you wanted to try to have me on, and then Hall of Heroes or Dubek conflicted with that. Yeah. So we have a full crew here today. This is the first time Travis actually gets to be on the air with TJ. I'm excited. You should. Nice. <laughs> you never know what could happen. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget my first episode. Guys. <laughs> no one ever forgets the first time, Connor. I mean, no, but like I made TJ die. Haterade. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we do have a beefy amount of news to get through this week. So, uh, Grand Admiral Browser. Browser? What the fuck? Browser. Browser. Grand Admiral Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, buddy? Uh, upgrade your Flash player. Uh, <laughs> my week. <laughs> you know, this is a show where we talk about space wizards. I think that was easily the dorkiest fucking joke ever made on this show so far. <laughs> okay, so this week I recorded Rabbit Hole. No jerk the curtain because Corey's busy. Uh, Gornmore tonight. Got a couple new episodes of Gorn Moore featuring interviews with Rusty Schwimmer, the actress, and Michael Silver, the actor, coming very soon. They're already recorded. Just hold them into the archive for special release times. You know Ooh. how it is. But Bougie. yeah, man, just staying busy, making moves for the Dewback, getting our name out there, you know, growing the brand that is the Dewback Discussion Network. And 
I mean, look at the fucking do crew we've assembled with that fucking network, man. It's crazy stuff. We have an operating, like, what, eight podcasts now? Yeah. <laughs> Holy like that, Soon to be nine yeah. once we finally get this anime one off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get time sorted out with Levi. and. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, hopefully, Weeaboo Words, uh, that was a name that was pitched. <laughs> Levi... <laughs> Levi suggested anime 101 because Levi is like fundamentally I gotta t- I'll, I'm gonna check who's calling the house phone I'll be right back uh, Travis <laughs> fill time fill in time fill in time anything else going on TJ uh, not really vengeance is up to like 50,000 views on YouTube sure. that's pretty yeah right. It's doing pretty good, man. Uh, also, if you guys didn't know, in the film, you get to see dobackdiscussion.net twice. It was twice a robocall. On screen. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Connor, how was your week, man? Yeah. Um, it was all right. Um, the past This past weekend was homecoming, so, like, alumni came over and everything to, like, hang out and whatnot. That was pretty chill. Um, now I'm just really just worrying about um, my Viking paper, my your senior thesis. It's true. Oh no! Oh, and he's I'm been gonna spend by the like sixty bucks, literally just on fallen order stuff. So never not that's gonna on be brand. fun. Yeah, never not on brand. Right, honestly, because like then I, I really hope they make a Claude Black Series figure because I would buy that. Yeah, me too. I want a Claude really Pop. Would. I want a Claude Pop. I want a Claude shirt. I want. I want all the Claude. That man. That, I want that a Claude plushie. I want Claude bed sheets. I want an ass tattoo of Claude. Which cheek? Right. All right. Okay. Yeah, the left one, the left one has <laughs> yes. the Harley Quinn tattoo. That's right. <laughs> Other than that, that week's been pretty good. Yeah, my left cheek is occupied by my Harley Quinn diamonds. You're right, Travis. Uh, Travis, how goes? How are you? How is how is the champion of Christmas? Is TJ? Are you are you in the know of the champion of Christmas storyline that has been going no. on? What is the champion of Christmas? So <laughs> we started getting. I, I unload freight at Walmart. We started getting Christmas freight in at the last week of August. Okay. And we've been consistently getting like seven full pallets of Christmas freight in every day. So we've determined that whoever gets stuck in that spot on the unload line gets to ascend to the rank of champion of Christmas. And once you've done that, you've joined the Brotherhood of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Christmas now starts September 1st. Um, this past week, we hit our 666th hour of Christmas. <laughs> it was on the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, work's been great. Uh... I was sleep deprived all weekend because we had the Magic the Gathering Throne of Eldraine pre-release Friday night. So I was up playing that until about 4 a.m. Then I went to work at 1 p.m. the next day and subsequently ended up being a walking uh, art piece covered in uh, product labels that that came out of a break pack. Like just it wasn't even they weren't attached to anything. They were just a roll of labels. All for, like, different pieces of apparel. So, like, the one that was across the V on my V-neck was for a pair of skinny jeans. I had some joggers, a couple crew necks, a long sleeve <laughs> tee, 
Wow. The best reaction I got. So, like, I posted a picture to social media of it. And I made a joke of it. But before I made that picture, I had one on my forehead. So I had them, like, basically all over my body. And we're, we're pulling freight out to the floor. It's the end of the night. And the overnight assistant manager walks into the back and sees me. And just, like, they know what to expect of me at this point. But they kind of look at me. And she just kind of slumps over a bit and goes, please tell me you didn't go out on the floor like that. And I couldn't say I didn't because I don't like to lie. So I just kind of <laughs> stared at her for a minute, turned around and walked away. Okay. <laughs> so solid. That was my weekend. Uh, Jared, uh, how goes it? <laughs> it goes. Um, that's a mood. That's a mood. What? I, I just want to. This is a very recent slice of life since it just happened a few minutes ago. For those of you at home who couldn't see what happened, when that phone rang, I, Travis and I, like, just looked so confused at each other. I think he and I both forgot how to react to a ringing phone in that moment. <laughs> well, like, when I'm at home and our house phone rings, generally, either my mom's home and it's she gets it. Or it's before 4 p.m., so, like, I know it's a robocall because anyone who would call our house phone knows that no one's home before 4 p.m. normally. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to look at this. Like, I'm just angry that by the time I realized it was a robocall, I wasn't able to make it back down to that phone that's right next to us. Because I have – okay. It's like it's, it's the small things in life that keep me going. One of which being, I love getting robocalls where, like, the voice is, like, clearly pre-recorded. And I'll just start screaming at them. And I'll be, I'm going to move the mic away so you get, But I'll just be like, lose this fucking number and tell your human overlords never to fucking call this number again! Shit like that. That, like, whoever the poor bastard whose job it is to listen to the recordings... Then like gets through like uh click uh click you've ugh, given click. someone a hearing aid and yeah and then I, I fuck with somebody and like I, I my job I hope that like at one of these motherfuckers get to go like hey Jim come listen to this this guy had a panic <laughs> attack on the air um and I was just so angry I didn't get to do that live on the air like I did, I got to like as I reached for the phone I could hear upstairs the answering machine go off I was like motherfucker but uh. <laughs> Yeah, outside of that, nah, not much on my end. Just uh, trying to keep up with all the fucking news that's broken for right. both shows. Because it's been a lot. Here's a lot of news. Feige's a busy man. Feige is a very busy man, guys. <laughs> yeah. Much love to Kevin Feige. Uh, you busy son of oh, a bitch. I, I might also now be a Star Wars prophet. That's beside the point. What? Oh yeah, because I, I mean that, that's that's been a writing on the wall thing for a while. That like people are like, when's it gonna happen? But you, but you because, said it most recently yeah, yeah. in the chat, like when when we got the story that we're gonna talk about this later. You know, Feige's okay. in on Star Wars. I said, so when does Brie Larson become a Jedi? Oh yeah, that we're gonna get into that. And TJ, don't fucking say a word. <laughs> hey, have you guys heard? TJ Trenton. <laughs> <laughs> moving on all right uh well I think, I think i have a trailer to play right? yeah we have the trailer uh the most recent trailer for jedi fallen order little indie game coming out here next in a couple months 
are you people? Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seat. I know you don't trust me. But we have a common enemy and a common cause. He's searching for something. Something very precious to the Empire. We're done hiding, Cal. Are you with us? We're in. All right, where are we going next? Cal Fox. Calcast as Fox. Add him to the list. <laughs> Not from the Empire. Not from the dark side. Not from me. Feel the Force on Xbox One. Yeah, that's Never right, heard motherfucker. Of Never heard of her. <laughs> X-Bone for life. Have so your glorified cable box. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, so I, I feel like it would be uh, unfair to have anybody else take the lead on this one other than Connor. So, Connor, thoughts on the Fallen Order trailer? Um, I legit had my mouth... Okay, so, like... I was watching it in the co- in my in the student comments with a friend of mine who's like obsessed with Cameron Monaghan. So I'm like, hey, here's this Star Wars video game that has Cameron Monaghan as the protagonist. And she's like, oh, my God. And she like swoons over him. And it's amazing. Um, and she recorded my reaction to it. Only got the last 40 seconds. But literally, my mouth was like just gaping open like, oh, shit. That was pretty much my reaction when I watched it. When I watched this trailer, um, I'm pretty hyped. The second sister definitely sounds like. Not gonna lie, super sexy. I love the voice. <laughs> and you guys probably heard when the trailer was playing. Uh, there's new. There's new Birds of Prey posters. Oh, oh yeah, you just saw them. There's more. There's more. There's more. Rock there's more show fuckers. It's so much fucking news. Keep going, Connor. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, you're fu- no, because you guys probably heard like when I heard the second sister, I said, "Oh, it's my wife." Um, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, TJ. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're aware of that. Are you married now? You it's a complicated relationship. TJ, you want to get a little bit closer to your mic? You sound a little muffly, buddy. Um, oh, I sound a little muffly, huh, boy? There it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 complicated right now, mainly because it's she's a fallen Jedi, and I'm into the Jedi, so it's like, all right, because it's a little complicated. Flash. I'm waiting for it to be like, because she's not real, and um, oh no, know. that's not that's not even close to a problem. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I can see the difference. that, yeah, that void. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, honestly, though, I think the one thing that got me really hyped was, like, the exploration part of it when Cal was in that ancient temple um, exploring it. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. That was the moment that Connor discovered pre-cum as well. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, oh Jesus! It literally one of the uh, the one spinning at the spinning axle and the th- and the four um things connected to it that legitimately reminded me of the dwarven ruins that you encounter in Skyrim. I got huge Skyrim vibes off of it. And yeah, I have- enjoyed Skyrim. Fuck yes. <laughs> I, I never got the I, opportunity to get into it. So. I, yeah, every time I tried to play it, I was like, I don't have enough time for this. And then I took an arrow to the knee. And then yeah, I, yeah, the yeah. I know the memes. I know the memes. Yeah. I know the memes. Um, TJ, what did you what did you think of the Fallen Order trailer? It looked spicy. It looked fun. Spicy indeed. Uh, the story looks like a, like you want to take a bite of it. You just want to, you just want to taste all that's that it is. Yeah, you know, you want to experience it all. It's pretty juicy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a juicy uh, Jedi burger. And like you know, like Connor said, that that inclusion of the Inquisitors and that familiar character. Oh shit! I just remembered. Sorry, the Ninth Sisters in this yeah. game. I'm fucking hyped because <laughs> this takes place five. I heard five years into the Empire's um rule, and that's about. Four years after the Charles Soul Darth Vader comics, so that confirms. So this pretty much confirms that the Ninth Sister survives the Moncala arc, which is pretty hype. And I'm just happy the to Ninth see more Sister, AKA Big Ugly. Big, <laughs> yeah. In case you're wondering which one the Ninth Sister is, it's Big Ugly. That's <laughs> who that is. The seventh sister also might show up. I'd I'd love to see the Seventh Sister, but the Ninth Sister is Big Ugly. They got just, hit really hard with the ugly stick, yeah. and that's like, how we I'm ended just up really happy sister. that Cal's gonna be possibly be facing more Inquisitors. I do that too. That gets me hyped. Like I said before, I it, t- it depends on like the amount of time this game covers. I just I don't want him. I, I'm really afraid of him like being at Padawan level, throwing down with like seasoned Jedi killers. I think no. Here's the thing with that. I think like it's gonna have. There's gonna be some development because what I'm thinking. No, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. He'll most like, of the. I'm thinking yeah. most of the stuff they showed with Cal and the second sister happens in the beginning. It looks oh, like almost Rocco. certainly. Yeah, he he, could, he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. yeah, he has no. Yeah, no idea. He's super distraught. He's 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 a scared boy. Um, yeah. Cal is baby. Um, exactly. I, here's my thing. Um, and like, and I, I think it's like slightly different and I know someone's going to like call me a hypocrite here. Cause like, you know, I don't want him to be able to handle this shit, but also I defend yeah. Ray. No, I get Ray, it. there's I a lot it. of context yeah. to that, you know, and we've been over it a thousand times, but between like the Starkiller base fight, like Kylo not fighting to kill the Inquisitors are fighting to kill. They don't fucking care. Yep. If you're a Jedi, you're, you're either, a, if, if you're, if you can touch the force, you either serve the empire or you don't breathe anymore. Or you're dead. Yeah. Like either you don't breathe or you serve Palpatine. One of the two. Anything else? No, exactly. Yeah. So like, there's a part of me that's like, again, because I've harped on him being a Padawan. I like. I'm like, okay, like, fucking Eth Koth couldn't keep up with these dudes. Like, they're Jedi. They're Jedi masters that like could not throw down with the Inquisitorius. I don't know. I just I'm I'm and I, how into saber combat I am and like Jedi martial arts. This game excites me, but I'm also afraid for how they're going to yeah. kind of like break that. Maybe I don't think they will. It's just I always get a little paranoid about that kind of thing. 
Like, I love the second because sister's like, fighting style. I love the fact that she is not using that second blade. And it's very telling about how she fights. So you, she's clearly holding that in reserve yeah. to, like, slip somebody up. And it's very like how in Legends, Exar Kun would fight. <coughs> Pardon me. Is that he would rely on, um, for those of you at home, Exar Kun, ancient Sith Lord, used a double-bladed lightsaber that was about the size of a standard lightsaber. But he would only typically use one blade. And like he would like kind of lull people into like a false sense of security in in combat, and then at the right moment whip out that second blade and completely change up his style and fuck somebody up. And he was an excellent um, swordsman and an excellent strategist because he did shit like that. Yeah. So like if the second sister is gonna do something yeah. similar to that, where like she's gonna like like kind of lure Cal in and be like, okay, it's single blade, single blade. Then kick on that second blade, and since it's the goofy ass Inquisitor lightsabers, it's also a buzz saw. Spinny, 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 spinny. So not only is it like okay, now I have to deal with the saber staff. Now it's it's a, now it's a saber staff that can also go. So I just I love the okay. Connor got attacked with slam down like to to get to Cal. Yeah, on that one part, she just just gracefully. Oh very, yeah, very Vader in the or Dara, Vader in the carbon freezing chamber and like Dooku in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars where he just like slowly glides yes, down to a yeah. Savage Ventress. Um, and shit's like it's the elegance of the dark side that it can sometimes be more intimidating. Um, I think what's also going to be really cool is like fighting creatures and monsters. Yeah, all the combat in this game looks super Dark Soulsy, like. I get that like yeah they said that they said that vibe. um I think the game inspirations they've listed like a ton of games I think it was like Uncharted Metroid Castlevania yeah yeah I think Dark Dark Souls was one of them I think that, Sekiro was another one for their watching combat the what I assume will be like more boss fighty gameplay especially it, it looks very Souls like to me especially in like he his slower lightsaber movements. Yeah. Compared to like, you know, the very flashy, flippy thing that we're used to. Yeah. It's a V is um, a very grounded, you yeah, know, seemed very it, gem so to me. Yeah. So I'm excited for a Star Wars Souls like. I just, yeah, but, um, Jared, I think the thing with, uh, the whole keeping within the canon, but because it's a game, there might be some liberties taken. I'm oh, thinking yeah. Respawn's probably going to end up striking that fine line. I just, what I really want is and i i am beating a dead horse is i hope that they have like the they do with what they did with the force force unleashed where like here's the game that is like the story is essentially the same but so that you have a better idea as to how this character is meant to operate in the greater universe here's a novel to give you better context yeah i would really appreciate that i would appreciate being like okay Cal seems like a force god in the video game because it makes the game more fun to play. In context of the greater universe, this is how Cal actually is. Yeah, no, um, exactly. But you know, that's just me. I just I like I like there to be good power scaling. Um There probably will be. I'm I'm sure there will be. I just I get like, I, I get nitpicky that... about video games before they come out. I'm always know, like that with Star Wars remember, games. But the force bar at the bottom in the gameplay demo, 
that would like regenerate all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they said that they had yeah. it like they that they had the games build basically to have like the force bar be unlimited so that they could show off all of Cal's force abilities in one go. Yeah. And I, I understand that. I just, I really, I look forward to a game. How do I put this? Force Unleashed isn't that challenging anymore because I've played it for so long. I've mastered that combat. Yeah. I got and I've become sure. really good at chaining the lightsaber combat with the force abilities and all of that stuff into just one massive cavalcade so i don't find difficulty in the force unleashed that much anymore and the force unleashed is pretty much the most recent game similar to this the same goes for every other game like that before it. so like your revenge of the sith tie-ins or like fucking obi-wan stuff like that are like all like those games are either so old that it'd be hard to not master it in five minutes or it's yeah. been out for so long like i like i could I could beat the Rom Coda mission in Force Unleashed with a blindfold on. Yeah, same. <laughs> like I could I could beat Narsh I could beat the TIE Factory with a blindfold on. Could probably kill Kaz and Paratus with a blindfold on. Shakti on Unleashed difficulty is harder than Vader on Unleashed difficulty, and you can fact check me on that. Damn. Shakti will still kick my ass. But Bro, speaking of Vader, I kind of hope he doesn't show up in this game. If he does, I want it to very, 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 very yes. end. Um, very, very li- like if have it's that just date. a scene yeah. of him talking with the Inquisitors. Fine, that's it. Yeah, I don't want him going against Cal. It it just wouldn't make sense. No, it wouldn't. Well, because here's the thing: if Vader goes toe to toe with Cal Kestis. Either Vader needs to kill Cal <laughs> because it's Darth fucking Vader. Yeah. <laughs> and, or there is some bullshit reason why Cal gets away. Yeah. Right. But I think it's going to be. In which case, I, I, I it kind of takes away because like Vader's a final boss. Yeah. He's either a final boss or like the initial like, yeah. kick your ass and show you your place boss. Exactly. But that was... would imply then that he is also the final boss. Yeah. Which then he has to kill Cal. So. Yeah. And even then, like if Vader's like a warm up boss, who do you fight after him? Sidious. And the one game where you fight Vader and then Sidious, you <laughs> fucking die right after that. Um, but I think to have Vader be the final boss, have Cal throw down with Vader and then Cal get away somehow, not necessarily defeat Vader. I don't know if that would make for like a satisfying ending to a game to yeah. like either to to lose and then run away for the final fight <laughs> and not like either like die in like a blaze of glory. But I don't know. It's just me. I'm very excited for the game uh, on the whole, though. Uh, very, very, very excited, especially for some of the customizable stuff in the deluxe edition, because um, you get to pick different saber hilts and different. uh um, designs for your or colors for your blade and shit. So very excited about that stuff. Uh, moving right along here. Uh, Triple Force Friday happened last week. Um, if you didn't watch the live stream, you didn't miss that much. <laughs> it was just mostly actors looking at themselves in plastic form. Uh, it was funny. And Daisy Ridley... The one thing that I think can be gleaned from the Triple Force Friday and beyond just the merchandise reveals 
was Daisy Ridley accidentally kind of hinted towards the biome theory on Pasana. And that there have been a lot of people like suggesting that maybe there's multiple biomes on Pasana. And Daisy Ridley at one point during her unboxing of a couple Ray figures, or no, it was the Pasana battle Lego set where she mentioned, maybe you've seen things in the trailers that is on Pasana that you don't realize is Pasana. Oh, shit. So do with that what you will. Outside of that, uh, TJ, you want to read, since you're the toy collector here, this io9 article? The TR, the Rise of Skywalker toys? Yeah. Okie dokie. Next week, perhaps the most important date in Star Wars fans' calendars this year outside of, well, you know, December 20th. Because who wants December to see a 19th. Star Wars movie when you can buy all the toys from it months in advance? That's what you'll be doing on Triple Force Friday. On October 4th, here are all the toys that can be bankrupting you, 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 you. This extremely awkward name <laughs> this time around isn't just because it's the third Force Friday event Disney has put on similar events. Happen for the toys for The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rogue One, and even fucking Solo. That somehow officially doesn't count as sanctioned Force Fridays. As concept, we now in, must... In, in case that. anyone at home is wondering, yes, TJ ad-libbed the fucking Solo part. He um, absolutely did not. <laughs> it says fucking in the Iron Iron article. As, <laughs> as you were, TJ. But it's also named as much the fact that this year... the focus is on three new star wars projects the rise of motherfucking skywalker of course <laughs> and the upcoming disney plus streaming show the mandalorian set to begin november 12th and the new video game jedi fallen order do yes. 15th so all this really means is now that we're getting a bunch of toys based on new movies and a bunch based on star wars toy goodness in general you really do need an entire week to plan. Luckily for you, .net, some of these were revealed as part of yesterday's teasery live stream event that apparently only Jared watched. So <laughs> I did my due diligence. It means that there's going to be new Black Series figures, and apparently there is a special line of Black Series figures in white box. The first order just keeps attacking. I know they don't. They do not want TJ to talk about these toys. I think this is the first order intervening to like help TJ's toy addiction. Ah, I see. I th I think there's like a branch of the first order that's like TJ. You have a lot of Black Series figures. I don't think it's healthy for you to even talk about the Black Series at this point. Um, the worst part about this when this happens though is I'm pretty sure they can't hear us either. I know, because this is some quality fucking content. Yeah. Um. Picking up where TJ was, uh, we got a lot of the a lot of the stuff we've talked about already. For the most part, we have the Black Series Ray figure. We have um, the Ray Pop, uh, the one Snowtrooper that is really cool looking with the slick cape. That's the First Order Jet Trooper. Oh, is you that not the snow fucking one? Fucking casual. Ah, we got him. I saw the helmet. White I was looking boxes. for the cape. Why one. are they in white boxes? They're they called Black cool. Series. It makes no fucking sense from a marketing standpoint. They're I'm glad we edition. got them back, Travis. I'm so happy they're back. 
Okay, now we got these fucking Funko minis. What are these? The uh, mystery minis. The one, the one. Yeah, the mystery minis, and we got the fucking Knights of Ren, but we got three of them. Isn't there supposed to be seven? Yeah, but for every Star Wars what launch, what makes them special, Jared? They're really cool looking, and we don't know jack shit yet. Um, I think that we're gonna get the other four because, like, with every Star Wars release they've done. What they'll typically do is they'll release like toys that aren't inherently spoilery. And then like about a month and a half after the movie comes out, they'll come out with more toys that are a little bit more on the spoiler side. Um, Best example being um, the Luke Skywalker crate Funko Pop. It's like they wait to put out they waited to put out the pop of like him and like the outfit that he projects himself in. So hopefully we get a Ben Solo Funko Pop, at which point I will cry tears of joy and he will sit. Right in the middle of my shelf. But yeah, we also have the Sith Trooper, uh, Zoe Bliss, Dio, and Allegiant General Pride as a mystery mini. And I don't think we've seen any other plastic of Allegiant General Pride except for the mystery mini. Confirmed dies in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. I would. Oh my hey, God, Captain I Kennedy like didn't get anything. So. That's true. Uh, since but, TJ you know, is still seemingly being they? attacked by the First Order, um, we have the Black Series, or not the Black Series, the Vintage Collectible of, uh, who's that? Is that just, yeah, just Luke's X-Wing. Um, we have the Lego Pisana set that Daisy Ridley was talking about. We have a First Order Command Shuttle that comes with Kylo Ren. Let me zoom in on that. Uh, I think it's Kylo Ren, Pride, a Sith Trooper, a Stormtrooper, and then two Knights of Ren. Uh, we have a figure of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Death Star, um, the Galaxy of Adventures figures. Uh, Can we talk about those? Can we please talk about these Galaxy of Adventure figures? They are five inch scale. And do you see how artsy the Chewbacca one is? Uh, I didn't see the Chewbacca one. I saw the Ray one. Keep, keep going over and look at the Chewy one. It's so artsy. Is it in this? Look at the face. It looks like an anime Chewbacca. Hold on, let me. Oh, wait, I didn't know you could scroll through the pictures. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Oh, my God. That <laughs> doesn't do well on mobile. I'm waiting to get to Chewy. You guys are a teeny bit staticky. You I... know, on their end, we might sound like garbage. So, you guys, like, you're fine right now, but you keep getting attacked by the First Order. <laughs> no, I see what you mean about Chewy. Transmission. I love how like wide the visor is on Kylo Ren's helmet in the Galaxy of Adventures figures. Um, I also love the Hot Wheel. The Kylo Ren Hot Wheel is my favorite thing. Okay, real quick, just talking about Star Wars Twitter. I love how fucking horny the Raylos have gotten. Oh um, God, yeah. The Raylos oh, are like, out, like, and this this is coming from a Raylo. They're out of fucking control. It's, it's beautiful. It's I am I'm so <laughs> shocked that I have not seen any tweets about. I want to get fucked in the back of Kylo Ren's Hot Wheel. Like, <laughs> they're probably out there. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I saw no, Chewy, yo Chewie's Galaxy's Ed Galaxies of Adventure figure sound looks pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I love it. It's like anime Chewy. Um, oh, we're getting a new helmet. An X-Wing Luke helmet. Oh, cool. I didn't get down to that yet. Got Poe's Nerf Blaster. Oh, there I see the helmet. It's damn. Oh, is that a new Black Series Kylo? Force effects. Kylo Ren. 
And the same one as the Luke helmet? What? They have a deal oh. on. Wait, are they made? Are they, I already have that lightsaber, but oh, that stand is so much better. That's. St- oh. The Dio, like ours. His lightsaber doesn't do anything new in this movie, so I don't think I need that lightsaber, right? Uh, probably not. Die. I don't think I need that lightsaber. The Dio is really cute. I hope we see a lot of Ray with her hood up. That's one of my things. Is I love that hood on her tunic. And this figure has it. Also, I can't tell what Kylo's cape is made out of. It looks leathery in some of the pictures, yeah, but this looks like this looks like cloth in the figures. You guys there? The First Order does not like us talking about toys at all. Not. They do not like us talking about toys. They didn't have a problem with Connor talking about Fallen Order at all. <laughs> what? That, exactly. <laughs> Did, did anybody oh, else like, hear how that happened? Did anybody else hear how that happened except for us? Uh-uh. So we're we're making jokes about the fact that you guys keep cutting in and out, and like the first order clearly doesn't like us talking about action figures. And I said, yeah, but they didn't mind us when they were talking when we were talking about Jedi Fallen Order. And right on cue, Connor goes, "What?" <laughs> I didn't say what. I I just said, well. Oh, forget it. It sounded like what? <laughs> it wasn't what. Don't I was be saying, upset well, about being on brand. It Connor. involves the Empire in a pretty um but, effective yeah. way. So But yeah, if you guys want to take a look at some of these toys and stuff, there's a lot to look through. Um a lots lot, of exciting a stuff. A lot, a lot. There's a lot of exciting stuff. Really excited to get our hands on some of this stuff. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. There's a lot, so lot. much I could spend my money on. Exactly. But I'm just gonna save for all the Fallen Order stuff. I have. Oh shit, the Black Series Trooper is only exclusive to GameStop stores. I saw that coming. All right, I'm, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get it the sec- when I get the game. <laughs> That's fair. Travis. Me. Uh, I think it's appropriate that you get this next story. The, the Mando poster? Oh, yeah, there's also a new poster for The Mandalorian. I was referring <laughs> to the Kevin Feige stuff. All right, let's talk about The Mando poster and then I'll talk about Kevin Feige in a minute. Yeah, it's a really slick, like, very Western-style kind of poster. Like, I didn't like, realize it was official the first time I saw it, because I didn't see it from, like, a Star Wars account. I saw it, I think, in Talswif. Oh. Someone posted it. Yes! And, uh, <laughs> free promo for Connor. Exclusivity! Uh, <laughs> okay, continue. Wait, what'd you say, TJ? Exclusivity. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We had it first! <laughs> uh... <laughs> Not even that, just kind of like sweet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this poster looks really slick. Yeah, it's good yeah, wallpaper material. Western. But yeah, very westerny. I like if this is like solidifying what the crew is supposed to look like. That it's going to be the Mando, IG Eleven, and then uh, Cara Gina, Dune. Cara Dune, thank you. Um, Toronto. That's what I was gonna say. I couldn't remember her character's name. Um, I like this core group. I like the I, I like the the energy that they have. I also like they talked about in uh, the Force Friday live stream that uh, Cara Dune has like a face tattoo of the Rebel symbol under her Jerry, eye. You need, it. you need it. I don't like the fuck the Rebels. Fuck the Rebels. 
Get one. Let's, get one of the Let's empire. get matching imperial. Fuck faces. you, you imperial piece of shit. Wait, wait. Did, uh, just making sure. Does you got garbled? Did you say let's get matching imperial face tattoos? Yes. Let me think about it. Um, <laughs> give him a solid two hours. Yeah, give me two hours to make that very big decision about my face. Some uh, people have tears. We have imperial. <laughs> <laughs> one, for, one imperial symbol for everyone you've killed. Yeah, for every rebel. For every rebel we've yeah, killed. That's a lot, then. All right, we've so the, our day. the the worlds of Hall of Heroes and Dubak discussion collide on one man. Kevin Feige, Travis Our Hero. Lord. Feige! From the Hollywood Reporter, Star Wars Shocker, Marvel's Kevin Feige developing new movie for Disney. Lucasfilm's Whoa. Kathleen Kennedy is... Fired! <laughs> and replaced <laughs> with Kevin Feige. It wouldn't matter. Everyone would still be upset about it. Yeah. They hate Feige as much as they hate Kennedy yeah. at this point. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling, and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Walt Disney Studios co-chairman Alan Horn tells The Hollywood Reporter. To the surprise of no one, Kevin Feige is a huge Star Wars fan. I think, like, everyone in the industry, end quotes, yeah. is a Star Wars fan. Like, we, every single person working on Star Wars right now in every interview starts, I never thought I'd be working on Star Wars. This is a dream come true. Except for, like, a handful of people like Bill Burr who are like, I fucking hate Star Wars, but I love Ooh, money. <laughs> I only saw the house it bought. Yeah. Oh, that's a good quote. That's a good quote. I love wait, wait, little, little... Star little trivia contest right here between TJ and Connor. Do you guys know who said that about a movie they were in? I never saw the film, but I saw the house it bought. Um, the is not the answer, Connor. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, you know who, do you know who said that? You guys? The First Order doesn't want them to answer. They don't want them to answer. That's rough. Okay, do we have you guys back now? Okay, keep reading. Well, I wait for one of them to <laughs> shout Michael Caine into my ear. <laughs> Spoilers. It might be revenge. What? <laughs> you said Michael Caine. <laughs> it might surprise many, however, that the Marvel Studios chief is going to be developing a Star Wars movie as Lucasfilm's president, Kathleen Kennedy, makes new plans for a wave of projects set in the universe. Feige has discussed a foray into the Star Wars universe in late summer in a late summer meeting with Kennedy and studio co-chairman Alan Horn and Alan Bergman, sources say. I hate how I hate how this is worded. In response to a query from THR, Walt Disney Studios co-chairman Connor, we have contact. <laughs> I think you're safe to keep going. Horn uh, <laughs> is quoted. We are excited from the project's ca Kathy. Ugh. Damn it. Kathy and the Lucasfilm team are working on not only in terms of Star Wars, but also Indiana Jones and reaching into other parts of the company, including Children of Blood and Bone with Emma Watts and Fox. With the, clo with the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is. I hate that they keep calling her Kathy. I know. <laughs> Because I, I, I keep getting stuck. I keep going like Kathleenity. 
Kathleenity? Because I keep thinking <laughs> it's going to be either Kennedy or Kathleen. That's your version of Kirk the Jerton. Kathleenity. Wow. Hey, they're back. <laughs> With the Notice close... how they keep coming back right in time to make fun of us? Yeah. It's perfect. With the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling, and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Uh, needless to say, you and I, Jared, are both ecstatic about this. Oh my god, well, yes. It it could very easily end up being our favorite Star Wars film with Feige behind the wheel. I mean, we're both quoted as saying that this man single-handedly saved Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll... I'll and hold my feet to the fire on that and i will say that till the end of time he saved the spider-man brand not to mention that with that connection you can bring in so many mcu actors into star wars yeah, yeah I, th I think totally he has the i think there are people i think there are a lot of actors <clears throat> Brie Larson. oh we're getting there <laughs> trenton shut the fuck up but <laughs> but there are <laughs> the muffled laughter um I think there's I think there's probably a handful of actors who would without Kevin being involved could be approached by Disney to say, hey, do you want to be a space wizard? To which the answer would be, I'm already a fucking superhero. And then Kevin would be like, hey, I know you're a superhero. Can you please be a space wizard? And they go, OK, I'll be a space wizard and a superhero. Um, I, I think there's a lot of actors in the MCU who would who might turn down that offer just because they're already so involved in really big right. budget huge ass productions like for example uh as invested into marvel as chris hemsworth is i could see him not doing it i could see hiddleston turning it down yeah i could see hiddleston turning it down um I could see a lot of the core Avengers being like, I don't have it in me. Right. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I, I mean, with the exception of Chris Evans, who immediately put his fucking hand up. Yeah. Like him and Brie Larson were like, me, 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 me. Give me a lightsaber. I, I saw um, somewhere on Twitter the idea of a buddy cop movie of Mace Windu and a Jedi played by Brie Larson. I'd love it. And I kind of want it. I would. OK, so like, <laughs> um. We we bring you your regularly scheduled Jared going full bore on the fandom menace, um, because these these hateful fucking cocksuckers want to get angry over everything. Cocksucker! Oh. They really do. It's... <laughs> oh boy! What the fuck was that? <laughs> Jared just did the classic, like, take his glasses off to, like, put his hands over his eyes. <laughs> Caught me so off guard. I wasn't ready for TJ. I wasn't ready for, like, TJ being caught in, like, the bad internet void to just scream out the word cocksucker and then go back into the void. Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that caught me off guard. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we, uh... I... These guys are just so afraid of the touch of a woman that, like, the second, like, they said, ooh, Kevin Feige's getting involved, that it immediately turned into, like, they'll ruin Star Wars even more with Brie Larson. Like, she's a great fucking actress. We would be lucky to have Brie Larson in a fucking Star Wars movie. She's fucking great. I would love to see Brie in a Star Wars movie. 
You know, I don't, I mean, granted, like, part of me is, like, trying to, like, square her as Captain Marvel as a Jedi, which I can't really do off the top of my head. I think if they wanted to cast her in a similar role, she'd be a great, like, smuggler type. Yeah. And have that, like, swagger of, yeah. like, you know, fuck, come fucking get it, bud. Like, absolutely. I, like, I think she's really good at having that, like, really brash arrogance that she could do, like, a swashbuckler type character. Now, the job of an actor is to be able to play different fucking characters. So she'd probably bring the pain as, like, your classical, very zen Jedi. Um, but I'm just, re- I'd, I'd love to see her. I'd love to see fucking Chris Evans. Um, I know I said it earlier, but like, there's a part of my heart that really, 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 really wants to see either Tom Hiddleston or James McAvoy take a pass at a young Sheev Palpatine. Ooh. And I don't, I could, I could see McAvoy. I could definitely, I could see either of them doing it really well. Um, I just I, I don't necessarily know if that's a movie fair. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe they do something in the Rise of Skywalker with Sidious that like warrants going back and doing young Sidious. Um, but who knows? Uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> I didn't need that at all. Are you even there still? Like, are you? Oh, I'm here. I'm yeah. here with Duke Larson and everything. You don't have to worry, Sunshine. I'm here for you. Anyway, TJ, what do you think about Feige joining the Star Wars family? Why he's laughing still? Why are you laughing still, TJ? What do you think? Fucking chat. Nobody read anything that's being said in the chat out loud on this show. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lol, it's hot tits. <laughs> oh, hot tits referring to Brie Larson. Okay, that's enough, Trenton. <laughs> Okay, so Feige hot tits coming to Star Wars. I want okay when you're editing this, I need you to I need you to find like the rebel base alarm sound, and I'm not fucking kidding. Every time he says, I need over it. I don't fucking care. If you think this episode's not gonna be called Brie Larson is hot tits, you're sadly mistaken. (laughs) Oh please God, (laughs) no. <laughs> we could probably get back into Star Wars anything and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's our key. It's our uh, that's our way back in. It's like, see, we can be casually misogynistic. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so Feige, great filmmaker, Brie Larson, great tits. Uh, <laughs> Please <in> stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fucking hell. <laughs> I can't breathe. (laughs) Okay, so lucky you. Back to it, you know, Brie Larson, da da da, Feige, ha ha ha. Okay, uh, filmmakers, da da da, boobies, da da da. Okay, I'm gonna fucking kill myself with my microphone cord. (laughs) I'm gonna fucking kill myself right now. 
the quality of film that he can bring to the table and the type of money that he can rake in. So this is a no-brainer, especially seeing the loss of the Spider-Man franchise, then bringing Spider, then bringing him to Star Wars, and then Spider-Man magically coming back right after this. <laughs> yeah, definitely, for real. <laughs> definitely nobody being scared or anything. Uh, so I, I think this is a good thing, and moving the franchise forward and you know tying all these well-known filmmakers to these different Star Wars properties is just a great move on Disney's and Lucasfilm's part. Absolutely. Um I don't know what capacity Feige will be serving in. Um, what? Obviously... <laughs> My tolerance for your shit right now, TJ, is so low. <laughs> um, TJ, come on as often as you want. Like, shut man. the fuck up, Travis. <laughs> um, I, I, okay. Um, Feige is, you know. Okay. Arguably, what? Okay. Feige is like arguably like one of, if not the greatest producer of all time. So I don't know if he'll be serving in a producer's role or if he'll like have like some type of like. Well, he has like. He has creative control in the MCU, yeah. But I think it'll be that same kind of role over this film. See, I don't. I don't. Knowing that Feige's involved. Hot take. Knowing the fight he's involved, I don't want the Game of Thrones guys to be doing fucking Old Republic then. I want him. I mean, yeah. I want him to manage an entire era of Star Wars, which is practically its own pocket franchise. That is a solid point. Shit. Like, I I, I would, I want the guy who managed to, like, basically make the mechanics of a comic book universe come to life on the big screen because and let's not kid ourselves like yes the old republic era is a part of the i mean with, with regards to legends so much goes on within that one era it's practically its own franchise yeah honestly i think like, i was saying i was saying was i was saying to someone <laughs> a few weeks ago or so that like they could basically mcu the old republic era i wouldn't mind that and I think the only reason, well, like MCU, and the fact of they make a ton of movies about it, not MCU, and the fact that they become sort of serviceable movies with almost no depth to them. Um, Hot take. Yeah, I have some things to say with this. They're mostly like indifferent. I will say off. I will say for the first thing, this Hollywood Reporter ar- reporter article is fucking shit. I'm gonna say that right now. Literally half the thing is like, oh. They just talk about, like, Disney's supposed failures with uh, Galaxy's Edge and how The Last Jedi divided fan bases. Like, boo fucking who? Why do we care about this? Why do we need to know this over and over again? We can, debate, makes, we can debate the MCU thing at a later date. It makes no fucking sense. But it what, doesn't. Um, what, I, what, my, what I mean is... Mm. Are you okay, TJ? Because you keep coming in like really mumbly and I can hear something on your end. I'm not even talking, brother. I'm just chilling, listening. Oh, okay. Then there was like a little bit of echo on Connor's bit that sounded like there was just five. I just need to continue. Sorry. With Feige. I mean, I'm happy that he's in Star Wars. I think he definitely knows that Star Wars is a different beast compared to the MCU. And I think he'll definitely like adhere to that because like I don't want an MCU Star Wars film. I really don't. I want a Star Wars film. 
Um, is Thanos wearing a fucking? <laughs> um, I don't know. And then, and the one thing with like the well-known actor with big actor, I'm in the middle on that because the big staple of Star Wars is that they have usually unknown actors come in. As ca- as major characters, oh yeah, and then I they think... become stars because of that, and I think that adds to the aut- authenticity of the character. Because if I, because if like I'm going to be real here, if I see Scarlett Johansson as like some rebel major in a Star Wars movie, I'm not going to see rebel major whatever. I'm going to see Scarlett Johansson, and I'm going to fucking hate it because I can't see the car. I can only see the star and not the character. I think that depends on the... That. I think it depends on the actor's ability to disappear into a role. I think it is true. very contingent true, on that. True, true, true. I think that's very true. What yeah. if the role is completely garbage, like in the case of Ray, where she's a complete Mary Sue character. Shut the fuck up, TJ. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna have a fucking stroke live on the air. I can't stand you. Um, so, like, that's my thing, and the fact that, like, everyone like, Feige's the savior. He's gonna take over. And I'm like, nowhere in the article does that say that. Are you jumping? Did you make I've seen just the opposite of people. Like, he's gonna make it even worse. I think that Kevin Feige would be uh, kind of prone to the same mistakes that Ryan Johnson made with, like, bringing in characters like Rose Tico to, like, fit the SJW agenda that Disney has instituted since Kathleen Kennedy took over. First of all, there's no... Real quick, just real quick, in the event that there are people who haven't listened since tj's tenure <laughs> tj is kidding <laughs> he's trying to get jared to have an aneurysm and I love tj it. is not in the fandom menace tj likes the rise the last jedi very much so not as much as i do but that's kind of fucking hard to pull off <laughs> So, so for those of you at home who are getting ready to turn the show off because you think TJ is in the fandom menace, he is not. He is not. He is not part of that wretched hive of scum and villain. Um, <laughs> anybody who started listening. Stand right outside the front door, though. What was that? I peek um, in every once in a while just to say hi to my buddies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm. Wow. Now, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I. This article is totally misleading because, like, I don't know. It's just there's nothing to it. I think, okay, cool. We're getting Feige. Feige did The Last Jedi that he wouldn't have made Luke Skywalker the little bitch that Ryan Johnson did. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, he would have been wearing an Iron Man armor. Yeah, he would have been been Hello Greedo's Mech Luke. Yeah. He would have been Assassin. Wait, wait. Are you familiar with that, Travis? Mech Luke? Oh Christ! Oh my God! Okay, are you familiar with are you familiar with the YouTuber Hello Greedo? Oh my! Oh like okay, okay. Look him up. He's he does these like really short videos. He seems super down to earth and is very like matter of fact. And he's just like, this is my opinion. He's very like stormtrooper helmet guy. Yeah, he's the guy wears the stormtrooper helmet in all of his videos. Okay, I love that man. He's okay. This is how I describe Hello Greedo. It's like Steel Saunders and TJ had a baby. Oh, okay. Like they have a very like grounded, like we're all having fun with space wizards kind of take. (laughs) But like he also has like an absurd sense of humor with certain videos. So like speaking of the absurd sense of humor and like we're this podcast, it's like shouting out a YouTuber with like a subscribership that like makes our fucking subscribership look like dog shit. 
We're still doing good. We're doing very doing well, very but well. Hello Greedo was Hello Greedo. Or <laughs> helmets, that's the thing. Yeah, we should have worn helmets. Um yeah. true. But he did this really funny that's video that was like taking the piss out of people who hated Luke's characterization in The Last Jedi and basically were like, if I wrote The Last Jedi, and they basically turned him into like Superman Goku Jedi wearing a mech suit fighting the whole First Order by himself. That's amazing. Hell yeah, brother! That's how he that. Oh, it's so fun. You gotta watch Mech Luke when we're done. It's so fucking funny. He's hilarious. Um, um, yeah. but, but I'm excited no, to see too. what Foggy does. Um, me too. And like, like I was saying, I, I think... You know, like you said, Connor, Star Wars is a different beast than Marvel. Yes. But I think the kind of sensibilities he brought to the MCU and the Infinity Saga would lend well to like, okay, we want to tell this old Republic. And again, you could tell a story in like lowercase old Republic as in the era. Or he could do kind of what a bunch of fans have been asking for, myself included, is to adapt what is already in legends about the old Republic. Yeah. And if yeah. he were, to, and if he were to attempt, if, 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 if Disney that, and Lucasfilm, well, 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 hold on. I've, if Disney yeah, and Lucasfilm were, yeah. were, were to attempt to do an interpretation of the old Republic as is in legends, I think it would require taking the time to be like, okay, we need a, we need a movie about the Mandalorian Wars. Yes. And we need a movie about Revan and Alec going into deep space. And we need a movie about Revan and Darth Revan and Darth Malak coming back and raising all kinds of hell. Like, I think he would be able to, like, map out exactly the amount of movies you need to set up that giant conflict. And the reason I think that isn't going to happen... <laughs> Is oh, because boy. he's still tied up with Marvel. You're absolutely like, right. Like it's not yeah. like he's yeah. he's leaving Marvel for a bit to work on a big Star Wars. Oh no, he's yeah. Flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing, from what I understand, one movie. So like, yeah, I'm saying like, yeah. I think I think those. Sons I just would love to see the battle of the the Rusan campaign on screen. I would lose my shit. Yeah, I also think there's like. <sighs> You also get into the uh, like the conversation about like not, what all do you do on film and what do you not do on film, like yeah. the Rusan campaign stuff with Darth Bane. That's oh great. You can't. I don't think you can like adequately tell a story about Darth Bane as a film. I think you will have constraints that will limit you to having to either clean Bane up to tell the story from the perspective of the Sith. I think that's yeah. a good TV and show. I don't think. I think. I, I, I think really, Bane's a good TV honestly, show. I don't think any. Um, even even a straight adaptation of the Bane trilogy, I don't think would work as well, either. Unless like Peter fucking Jackson, um, did them. Ew! Perhaps. Fuck no! That guy's a hack. He made fucking three movies of dudes walking with midgets. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Spencer was here so badly right now. I'm gonna pretend you didn't you didn't say that, CJ. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, well. <laughs> the only way the only way to make TJ shut up is to make him read an article. So okay. TJ, you're up for this Mandalorian uh deep dive from oh, IGN. Boy, I can't wait to get balls deep in the Mando baby. So 
cracking open this sweet tight butthole. Dave Filoni may not be a household name like George Toy Boy Lucas yet, but if you're a true Star Wars fan, chances are you're familiar with his work. Filoni has been telling Star Wars tales, trust the hat, for more than a decade, having directed the animated Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is not as good as Star Wars Rebels and served a supervising director on the companion series of the same. Did you do, did you take smoke crack before you got on today? Uh, I can't disclose the drugs that I took. (laughs) Oh my God. That's my question. I don't need any death sticks. Ahsoka time before Star Wars rebels and the anime inspired Star Wars resistance. The storytelling I've done in a very serialized space of television has helped with some framework and discussions, John. And I've had the story of the Mandalorian, Filoni tells IGN, of the lessons he learned from his previous show, noting that it's been useful to have had the experience telling Star Wars stories in a somewhat shorter period of time through the animated series, even though when it comes to plotting an ongoing narrative, in some ways you arc it over a longer period of time than even the movies which is evident in the clone wars series because that fucking thing is awesome when watched in continuity feloni says that having written now that in star wars for 15 motherfucking years he's enjoying the chance to flex now storytelling muscles in a different medium with the mandalorian i think working with john favreau that's what he's talking about i've been able to achieve new personal levels levels that i wasn't at before he's such an accomplished filmmaker and he's really challenging me to grow who's doing the tapping i will throat punch you which is what you always want to your field so i feel really good about the show and what we've doing quit tapping and <laughs> okay favreau has previously admitted that he wrote four of the scripts for the mandalorian before even had a deal to make the show wow that's dedication and Filoni notes that even when the director of Iron Man brought him on to direct and executive through the series, it was the first time in a long time that I was working on a Star Wars script that I hadn't written or been deeply involved with the writing process. There we go. Filoni directed two episodes of The Mandalorian. First episode, well, first season, the first episode, and the later installment, a pilot director has a pivotal role in establishing the tone anesthetic of a new series but Filoni said that the first and foremost he approached the first episode as a chance to fulfill Favreau's vision for the show I really appreciate that he brought me into the process and that he values my point of view as Obi-Wan Kenobi does because I've been the Star Wars so long been with Star Wars so long he says but I really wanted to accomplish the story that he set out to make it was wonderful I was very flattered he was willing to even have me direct the pilot so this was a great honor and responsibility there we go, boys. It's a long fucking article, and I'm not reading the same the whole fucking thing, but you can find that over at IGN, the Mandalorian Razor Crest. Crest, we're gonna find this photo. Where's this photo at? Yeah, I was gonna say the photo is the Mike was still off from me talking to Travis a second ago. Yeah, the photo is the other big part of that. It seems to be the Mando in his chromie gear, uh, chilling in the, the fucking cockpit, and it's very Star Warsy. Who's doing the tapping? Me, oh. sorry. <laughs> just going on star wars leaks to see what new stuff there is oh fuck wait did we include the uh the new image 
It's in one of the articles. The yeah, Kylo okay. one? The, the one Kylo from, one? The one the one yeah, from Entertainment Weekly? That one. Yeah, it's it's in there. That fucking one. I love that one. It was Every day I get closer to becoming Empire. a Ben Bendem- oh, Ben Every day, Jared. Every day. Oh, I know I'm gonna make Ray Lewis out of you guys yet. Um I don't know if I'll be a Raylo. Oh honey, we're all gonna be Raylos very soon. Um, maybe. Oh, they maybe fuck. Not. They fuck. They will fuck. They haven't yet. Mm. They will. Not on screen. On screen. No, on, on, screen. on screen. On screen. Movie secretly rated X. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, Starring man. Brie Larson. <laughs> Woo! Danny's all around. <laughs> this is your show again, TJ. I'm <laughs> Travis, you can have all of your heroes. <laughs> He's just walking away now. <laughs> I don't know where he thinks he's going. I drove. He's just going to the sea. He's giving up. He's giving up everything. Just keep walking until we're completely submerged and become one with Latrobe. (laughs) Okay, moving on, guys. Keep talking. Let's get this going. Oh, Oh, Jesus. You did not have the audacity (laughs) to say keep going. He did, yes. Your ass derailed the whole Kevin Feige story, you nah, son of a fine. bitch. Nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, oh, I can't handle you people anymore. I'm going to have a fucking panic attack. Super excited about Mando. I'm excited to keep up with like a good TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good show we can weekly review. Yeah. Now, do you think they're going to blow their entire load at once or just give it to us each week? No, they no, said they're, they're doing, doing weekly. weekly. They're, they're doing, doing weekly. They, they, each episode. They realized weekly. probably early on that you could just like get the free trial, watch it all in that week, and then cancel it. So oh. they're doing the smart thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Connor, you're up for uh, Kenobi. Awesome. So... God fucking damn it. These fucking redirect notices. I hate them. All right. Fuck you, Variety. I'm going to StarWars.com. Holy shit. He's angry, guys. Yeah, chill, bro. He's going to take down the entirety of Variety. Most most websites when it comes to Star Wars. Here's a pent up sexual frustration taken out live on a podcast, people. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm glad you didn't fucking hear that, Connor. Holy hell. That was mean. What was it? That wasn't even funny. That was mean. What what was it? I almost did another spit take. (laughs) Just read the article, Connor. No, no, no. What was it? Okay. You know, you'll have to listen to find out. I didn't even fucking hear it. Was it something TJ said? Yes, it was. Did you even have to ask that question? (laughs) I I, should have realized. All right, TJ, I'm going to have to ask you after the show ends. Anyway. Go. So from StarWars.com, not Variety, uh, we now have a director for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That director is Deborah Chow. Um, she has been tapped to direct a new series that ex- that is exclusively for Disney Plus, and this series will take place eight years after Revenge of the Sith, during the Dark Times, during the Imperial Imperial Era. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Stop laughing. Uh, You're not allowed Kathleen to laugh Kennedy. at anything anymore. Kathleen Kennedy has stated she really wanted to. 
we really wanted to select a director who was able to explore both the quiet determination and rich mystique of Obi-Wan in a way that folds seamlessly into the Star Wars saga. Based on her phenomenal work in developing our characters in The Mandalorian, I'm absolutely confident Deborah is the right director to tell this story. And it will also be written by one by one writer, which I think is good for consistency across the entire series. The writer is Hussein Amini, who wrote The Alienist and the movie Drive that starred Ryan Gosling. That was a really good film. Um Chow Amini and and Ewan McGregor will serve as exec, executive producers along Kathleen Kennedy and Tracy Seward and John Swartz, Jason and Jason McGatlin, Lucasfilm, who's Lucasfilm's executive vice president of production, will serve as co-producers. So we have a director. I'm super fucking happy. Um, of yeah. course, there were some incel. There were some incelery. With the comments on this. And celery. Oh my God. Can we put that on a shirt, please? Which doesn't surprise. Yes. Can we put it like in the Star Wars font, please? And celery. Can we put, can we put that on a shirt on a shirt? Yeah. Why not? That would be super meta. I love that. I would love that. But yeah, I'm excited um, for this. We got a great, we got a great creative mind behind Kenobi. I really hope that it gets like a really... Like I said before, I want Old Man Logan, but Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, just kind dude, of what I'm looking so forward cool. to this, and yeah, very excited. And the fact that it's eight years after Revenge of the Sith is like he's not super old. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But like, I, I just wonder what's he like? How is he going to survive? You know, that's the central question. How's he going to survive? Yeah. How's he going to live on Tatooine during this time? Yeah, we got into the dark times. It's just such an interesting. Yeah, we got into a whole lot of that stuff before, so we're not going to get super entrenched in it. Um, with the exception yeah. of TJ, I'll let you riff on uh, Kenobi since you haven't really gotten to speak your mind on that quite yet. Is it a TV show or is it a movie? TV it's show. A TV show. Disney I Plus. Better. Yeah, it was a, t- a Disney Plus show from what I re- remember reading. Uh, that's a great idea. If they get a good enough, uh, oh, the director Deborah Chow. Now, what's her previous work? Does she have like some? Yeah, uh, she worked on Mandalorian. Yeah, she has. I, I mean, work that we could see right now. Here, let me pull uh, it up. I think see. you have to pull pull this off a certain way, and you have to tell a story a certain way in order for this to fit. And you know, with the Skywalker saga finishing. Is it really such a good idea to go back and dive into these characters that are part of that kind of saga? I mean, so as far as film goes, TJ, she was it, she directed Flowers in the Attic, The High Cost of Living, Day Pass, and The Hill. Uh, here, let me go to her IMDb. Keep talking. I'll I'll list stuff off once I once you're done. Now, like with what Kylo Ren said to kill the past, are we going to continue dipping into the Skywalker saga moving forward with new projects, or are we eventually going to fully change over into new, completely new content with the Ryan Johnson trilogy, the Game of Thrones boys, and now the Kevin Feige film? Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see not only with the television shows, but the films coming up, uh, what yeah. direction they take, and if they continue to dip into the Skywalker story storyline or if they continue to go into this completely new route which i'm excited to see and they could all really go on their own directions whether that to be the game of thrones guides going to the you know the more old republic type style 
And then you see Ryan Johnson kind of going, oh, well, this is taking place at the same time as The Last Jedi, but meanwhile, elsewhere, maybe something like that. Uh, the possibilities are endless. So we kind of just got to sit and wait and see as these things are announced and we get some information on these projects. I think the I, uh, me personally, I think the best rule when returning to um, like the time when the Skywalker saga is still going on is to look for the stories if they directly intersect with the Skywalker saga to be like, this is a story worth telling that there are nuggets of elsewhere. So I think telling the story of, you know, what we've said on do back before is I want to see Obi-Wan Kenobi become Ben Kenobi. And I want to, I want, I want to see that kind of like resignation of the only hope we have is Luke. And I want to, I you know, like we said before, and you know, kind of reiterating um, from the past, just so that TJ can kind of hear our collective thoughts from before, is to you know, kind of like maybe see him lose his optimism because Obi Wan Kenobi is not the same optimistic person he was in A New Hope that he was at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Even by the end of Revenge of the Sith, you know, I think that he's a different person than he is in A New Hope. And I, I think, think to show him lose that glimmer would be really re- a really really beautiful but heart heartbreaking story. Um, TJ, to answer your question, she has worked on things from a really 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 broad um, swath. Uh, she's worked on as far as director roles go. Um, she, like I said, flowers in the attic. Uh, she's worked on Mr. Robot. She's worked on, uh, turn Washington spies. She's walked, worked on the vampire diaries, tyrant, iron fist, rain, uh, fear of the walking dead, Jessica Jones, lost in space, snowfall, better call Saul. Um, the man in the high castle, American gods, Mr. Robot. Like she has her fingers in the pots of a lot of very, very successful shows. So I think she's a shoe in then. Let's see. She's worked on a big breadth of different genres as well. Okay, cool. So well, I guess we just kind of got to wait versatile. with this. Absolutely. All right. What are we on now? Story wise. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, not quite yet. Um, uh, who's Travis? I think you're up for the Mara Jade story, which is fucking hilarious. Mara Jade isn't canon. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, at, at, at Galaxy's Edge, some photos surfaced of some text in a bathroom. Yeah, that's where it was. And it was in a ga- bathroom st- on the inside of a bathroom stall in Arubesh. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and, and, and it translated to Mara Jade lives, and everyone. Oh my God, is she canon? And I'm like, no. And Sir- then Matt Martin of Lucasfilm was like. Hell no. Certain YouTubers um, milked <laughs> this for several videos. <laughs> oh, shit. And I think that was an irresponsible use of their platform. But that's just me. Anyway, Mary that's Jane all. is not canon, but that's a very funny prank that somebody pulled. And they... Here's what I want to know. I want to know how much printing out the 
professional decals cost this person? Oh, yeah. Because, like, this was Galaxy Edge's, like, Galaxy's Edge's, that's so weird to say. Yeah. Like, translator app that they have. Yeah. Translated it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's 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 easy because, like, they have it set to, like, just decode all Arubesh. Or at the very least, like... It was photoshopped really well to look like it's it translated right. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And like, so like somebody went to the pains of like making sure that it was legible Arabesh, like clear enough that this thing could have picked it up, which what what freaks me out about this story is that the opportunity that this opens up for people who aren't necessarily trying to be like, hey, my favorite character is canon again, that like somebody could in theory put some really foul shit in Arubesh somewhere in the park and just wait for some poor kid to walk up and it just be like, ooh, what does this say? And it ends up being like, you know, Santa fucked your mother or something crazy like that. I just yeah. gave TJ a horrible idea. I don't know why I said that out loud. <laughs> He's already booked tickets to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, now. as I at the moment I said it, it was like yeah, purchase. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, Travis. It did get out of hand. Um, <laughs> oh my fucking god! This is so stressful. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's. let's. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing as I'm reading this in TJ's voice. Like I'm hearing it. As, okay. Who do you think wrote what? So for you specifically, definitely wrote the thing about uh, yeah, yeah. me wanting to have the Knights of Ren run a train on me. We got him. We got him to say it. Oh fucking god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that I wanted. I'm referring to you. That is really shitty. That's not even playing fair at this point. Um, I th okay. I think. I feel like I just got him to ask what Ligma is. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! I think, I think TJ wrote, "Does Jared sexually fantasize about Raylo?" And you responded with, "Yes." Uh, no, uh, you're right about TJ. TJ wrote yes. No, TJ wrote the uh, "Does Jared sexually fantasize?" Who wrote yes? Connor. Yeah, I was like oh. process of elimination, my guy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know if I misunderstood you when you said right about TJ. I thought yeah. you meant about the whole thing. Yeah. And then I think you and TJ teamed up on Will He Climax in the theater every time. Uh, <laughs> I think Connor wrote every time. Yeah, that was me. Okay. okay. I, I, heard, I read the every time in TJ's voice, but hearing it in Connor's is just as funny. Um, We've been having a discussion in the show notes for, for the listeners. Yeah, that I was unaware of because um, I was busy reading the shit. Uh, well, this story is yours, so I mean, yeah, this is all I'm taking it for obvious reasons. So, Empire Magazine, you know, a very prestigious. What the fuck did he say? <laughs> Keep reading. Uh, very prestigious entertainment magazine. Uh, 
We're talking Raylo here, kids. Yeah, surprise. Jared's talking all about Raylo on the air. What else is new? Welcome to the Raylo show. Gonna try to win some of us back after hot tits. Um Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will develop Kylo Ren and Rey's complicated relationship, featuring an exclusive image from The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, For all the pyrotechnics, epic battles, explosive developments, some of the most striking moments in Star Wars The Last Jedi are the dialogue scenes between Adam Driver's Kylo Ren and Daisy Ridley's Rey. Their force-assisted conversations that proved part emotional manipulation, nah, Part vulnerable, heart to heart. The pairs dance around the pool. Manipulation on Snoke's part, at least. The pairs dance around the pool of the light and darkness is the one of the key tensions at the heart of the sequel trilogy, and one that will feature once again in the upcoming episode nine. Uh, At this point, we have the image that has been uh, uh, cycling around a little bit, so we'll talk about it right now. Um, We have Kylo Ren in a very blue-washed hanger. I'm kind of on bended knee, holding his helmet in one hand as a bunch of other stormtroopers get knocked to the ground. Um, I've seen a lot of people positing whether what they think they're all being knocked back by. Um, I would say I think it's the Millennium Falcon taking off. I yeah, know same. our friend Daniel Miller of Broaxium is really, really hoping it's Palpatine showing his ass, um, which would be <laughs> cool. Um, but I'm leaning towards it being the Falcon. Yeah, I'm thinking the Falcon too. I've seen some people like hope that it's World Between Worlds. Um, I would love that too, but I don't think so. But I swear to God, if the World Between Worlds shows up in Episode Nine, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be escorted out of the theater. So I I want to say this much, and I might I might it might just be me, and I said it on Twitter. Is it just me? Does anybody else like get like big Batman vibes from? kylo in this image when you said that i looked back at the image i'm like shit i can see that like like yeah. there's just something there's something about like that stance and that pose with like the th- cape blowing behind him that's I think very it's like very much in the fact that like he's resisting moving and not just he's just striking that pose to oh me, yeah that, like, totally yeah that i'm like no nah, i don't see it but if he was just like standing on a, on a gargoyle like that i'm like yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like all it's missing is a gargoyle and bat ears like there's just something about that pose that's just very like i am vengeance you know anyway byronic heroes for the win <coughs> speaking to empire in the world exclusive star wars the rise of skywalker issue Co-writer Chris Terrio opened up about the complex bond between the uh, trilogy's Force-sensitive duo. Some of the most interesting scenes in The Last Jedi are the conversations between Rey and Ren. He said, said, noting the different side of Ben Solo that Rey is able to tap into. We've tried to pick up on that complicated relationship uh, that really has has been present since the interrogation in The Force Awakens. When Kylo Ren takes off his helmet, there's a nakedness about him uh, with Rey that he doesn't express to anyone else. Ryan Johnson developed that in fascinating ways, and we've been able to develop it even further. TJ, did you really chuckle at the word nakedness? To be fair, I did too, <laughs> just not audibly. <laughs> you fucking child, children. Fucking children. Uh, read more about the genesis of Episode Nine in Empire's world exclusive, The Rise of Skywalker issue, arriving on newsstands on Thursday, October 3rd, and available for pre-order right now. Uh, there are two covers to collect, one featuring Kylo Ren and the other featuring Rey. One, both order them together in a discount bundle here. Um, so... All right, let's... We have to... 
talk about the fact that this is the first time we hear Chris Terrio's thoughts the on episode nine. Fuck. Stop. I'm so happy. Yeah, agreed. I think he's. I I love what he has to say oh, here. I um like when I saw Chris Terrio, I was like, no fucking way. Oh, Jared, I might have sent you this. I'm not sure, but there's a there was a tweet. And it said, and it was that quote, and it was his quote, and it said, Chris Terrio, more like Chris Terry, Terry Raylo. Yep. Damn right. <laughs> He's goddamn right. Um, no, I really like this. I like to see that the, you know, I think there's a concern with a lot of people who really enjoyed the way that Kylo Ren and Ray are handled in um, The Last Jedi, that there is a certain level of anxiety that they're gonna do that justice and like really get into the weeds of how that dynamic was presented in the film um and i think what chris terrio has to say here is very enlightening uh to see that they're gonna really be delving into the nature of their um relationship and that kind of pull between the light and the dark side between the two of them uh and that's very exciting to to <laughs> Stop it. From now on, you guys only get links. I'm not giving anybody <laughs> access to any show notes ever again. I've learned my lesson. Dewbacker slime. Oh, what did I miss? Damn dirty Dewbacker. Goddamn dirty Dewbacker. Um, with regards to Empire Mag, uh, there's also the uh, there there's the covers of Rey and Kylo uh, locking lightsabers. And then uh, there's another really, really cool one that all of Raylo world got enamored by, which is Kylo Ren uh, with like his back turned, holding out his lightsaber with the helmet on and Ray out in like your classic Jedi pose. Absolutely love both of these. Um, and uh, I might pick them both up. If it wasn't for you, rotten dewbackers in your SJW agenda, shut the fuck up before I put my head in a fucking food processor. Uh <laughs> Our what? last link here uh, before I jump off a bridge <laughs> is a leak that uh, Connor Chikiti found. Uh, it's basically the whole spread inside of Empire. Or not, maybe not the whole spread. Um, I'm not going to like read the text. I don't think I don't particularly want to. Um, I don't want to spoil the whole thing <clears throat> because There's a lot here. There's a lot there, here. There's and, no like huge spoilers. There's a lot here and all of the images are things we've seen already. Uh, we will get into the whole article on the rise of Skywalker itself when the magazine is out and we'll be doing that on the air. I was going to say we'd invite TJ on, but no, uh, <laughs> whenever you have time, TJ, <laughs> I mean, of course, um, but yeah, there's a lot to digest here. This is like the first we've seen of... I mean, we, we saw him in the trailer. I put this on Twitter. I'm really nervous about the safety of R2-D2 in this movie. Dude, Sam. Nah, he's gonna be fine. Like, I, I, he's I not just, shown I up want, in like, fucking anything except for that one shot of him with Dio in the trailer. Nah, it's fine. I'm legitimately nervous about the safety of R2-D2. <laughs> I'm like almost as worried about R2-D2 surviving as I am about Ben Solo. What if they uh, headwig him? That's what I'm afraid of. First I 10 minutes. God, like, like, that's what I'm afraid of, is that, like, 
he dies on. Can robots get killed by Avada Kedavra? Probably not. No, I think I, I legitimately think they're going to headwig R2-D2, though. I think you're right. I mean, even on the first 10 minutes, because clearly because like, he has to show. I mean, I'm, does Zoe Bliss own Dio? Do we know that? Or is Dio with like with the resistance? What I heard was that um, Dio was like in some way made from BB-8 or something. Well, I know that I, I know that Dio. I know that Dio and BB-8 are friends, but like, are they both resistance or are they like? Do they meet? Because I, I was, I don't know why I was under the impression that Dio is Zori Bliss's droid. Regardless, we're gonna get the shot of R two with Dio, and I'm afraid something's gonna happen to him, and that is not something I could stomach. I don't like. Me I don't. I don't want to watch R two D two die. Like, why would you fucking do that? It's so fucking awful. No one one wants to see that droid die. Um, But anyway, the pictures that we do have here, uh, we have um, JJ and the company, along with R2-D2, kind of looking terrifyingly at Claude, which I think... My son. No. Claude is our son. (laughs) Okay, okay. This is a shared custody. It's shared custody. Um, okay, good. good. Uh, but JJ is looking at Claude, I think, the way that everybody has at first. Um, and then realizing that we love him. I don't know why, but I love this giant worm. I want to hug it. Uh, same. Uh, we have uh, JJ, uh, you know, directing Daisy as Ray. She's holding the stick. Not the, her staff, her stick. Uh, we have him in the desert with Oscar Isaac. Uh, we have a close-up of Claude in all of his horrific glory. Um, we have the same still that we saw at Star Wars Celebration of Ray holding a stick. Uh, again, a lot of these pictures are from Celebration. We have the crew outside of the Falcon, Lando smiling, Junus uh, holding up his baby as Chewie, which is adorable and terrifying. And then we have the image we just saw of Kylo Ren uh, striking his best Batman pose. And then a little spread of, again, the same picture from Celebration of Oscar Isaac and John Boyega laughing at a table together. So, yeah, that's all the news we really have this week. Um, TJ, is are you? can you hear us still, or is he, like, gone? Yeah, I'm still spinning, man. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, well, with that, I think that brings us to the end of the show. TJ, since I have to do it every episode, where can the lovely people find you? And you can do the network shilling. That's your punishment. Okay, guys. So since I haven't done this a while for a while on this show, the Do Back Discussion podcast is part of the Do Back Discussion podcast network. Home to the great podcasts such as the Do Back Discussion podcast, the Gorenmore podcast, the Hall of Heroes podcast, Jerk the Curtain, Wicked Wednesdays, Dream Warrior Review, Rabbit Hole, and Dubak Sports. You can find those all on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and over on the illustrious dobackdiscussion.net, your source for pop culture, and much more. And of course, visit our T Public store and find beautiful shirts such as our Reload Trash, Dubak Trinity, and God for say, Connor, wear your life jacket. So, okay. That's a joke that that's a joke that predates Travis. Holy shit. 
That yes. just occurred to me. Oh God! That wow. That's that's a that's a pre-Travis yep. joke. Shit. And it's a joke that we don't have time to explain. Connor, where can the lovely people find you on the internet? Um, besides Dubak, they can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana, D E P A Banana. You'll find out. You'll find out why. It's pretty easy to to see why. Um, and then why he's called Banana. Uh, he will send you a DM, and he will show you exactly why. Continue. <laughs> that was now okay. Thank you, TJ. Um, and then you can find me on Facebook at as an admin on the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics or Tau Swift for short. Big dick coming through. Um, a Star Wars Facebook group where our entire mission is just to celebrate and be positive about Star Wars like we should be, unlike thousands of other star wars facebook so check us out we have We're looking at you diego <laughs> there's a lot of other people we have a twitter we have an instagram facebook and a website um and a store and a t public store and all all that smooth jazz love so, it check us out travis where can the lovely people find you they can find me on twitter and instagram at travis political I, I always get into like after Connor does the whole Talsa thing. I expect you to. I always expect you to say more. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dark Jedi twenty five fifty two. You guys can find Dubak Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to follow all that good stuff so you get notified of whenever new episodes of every show get uploaded. Uh, also, uh, on the topic of Facebook groups, a Facebook group that has been getting some really nice traction that I cannot recommend enough is the Facebook group Star Wars Verita Veritas. Um, lots of I good just discussion. joined that. Lots yeah, of so. really cool discussion going on in there. Uh, you know, it, it's another group of people who are just really into talking Star Wars, and I don't think there's enough of that in the community right now. I think that there is just well, there, there's a lot of it in the community. It's just that there's a lot of there's a lot of boohooing, and I think that we let, I think that we let the bad actors control the the conversation. I think that we've let the geeks and gamers and the anything and everything's and the Mike Zeros and the what have you, all of that fandom menace nonsense. We've all, I think we've all as a collective kind of let that control the conversation. Um, I know here on Do Back Discussion we make a point of taking the piss out of them as often as we can, uh, because it's easy. <laughs> they don't make it difficult to poke fun. So. Uh, with that, go check out Star Wars Veritas and all the other lovely, lovely uh, shows and groups that you've been recommended. Uh, we are honored that you have joined us, and may the Force be with you, always.
Okay, so like, quick question among the among the collective here. Yeah. What what what, what do we what do we think about Zodiac shit? I'm curious. Oh, it's all bullshit. Wait, wait, what's what's this shit about Zodiac? So you can cut that middle part that we were talking about actual technical shit. No, so like, I used to think it's total bullshit, but now I think it's fucking awesome. Like I feel like it's getting more and more accurate the more shit that I read about people and whatnot. And like well, yeah, I'm kind of starting to dig it. It's generalized enough that you're gonna read. I don't it's think it's that generalized though. I've read other shit and I've been like, yeah, that's not me. Well, like if you like if you like if you read what an Aries is, I read like a stereo. I, I like I I read as an Aries. <laughs> oh, I got you. I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. I I just I find it interesting. I find like I'm not necessarily saying I'm like super into it, but I'm like they write it in uh, What was that? What is your Oh, I have scaled a movie last night. Not counting the men from the third. You what a movie last night? Upscaled. You what? Upscaled. Oh. I was just checking in for No, you're good. All right, well, this isn't a usable outtake. (laughs)